Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and recently, as you know, um, on my Instagram, Astrology Now underscore podcast, I sent out a message asking, "Hey, what do you guys want to hear? What's a good idea for a segment?" And somebody asked to for a segment on seeing children. Um, maybe seeing when children are going to be born or just seeing how somebody interacts with children in chart. And so I loved that idea. And so this is what this segment is going to be about. Before I get started, I do have something really exciting to mention. Um, I've recently been lucky enough to partner with Sarvani Designs. If you go to their Instagram, S A R. V-A-N-I, Sarvani Designs. Um, She makes this beautiful lunar astro jewelry, and it's amazing. If you're looking for a gift for the holidays, I highly recommend it. Her promo code is FULLMOON20, and it's going to end on Monday 18th um, in the evening. And so I highly recommend to go look at it. I think that her jewelry is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, And I also want to say that on this podcast, I'm utilizing it as a platform to support especially other women, okay? And so I'm not necessarily... The way that I'm approaching it isn't like I'm trying to sell you something. I'm trying to give you the opportunity to buy something that's actually heartfelt, intentional, made with soul and love, um, and really just like artistically crafted rather than maybe picking something up from the store that you half-heartedly did. But the bigger part of it for me is supporting other women and giving them a platform for their amazing work. Okay. So now that I'm off of my soapbox, let's talk about children in a Vedic astrology chart. So Having a firm understanding of the houses and the planets is going to be very important. If you have a program that allows you to see the Mahadashas and divisional charts, that's also going to be extremely helpful. Please keep in mind, I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer. I do not know if these rules will apply to a Western astrology chart. Okay, so let's define some terms. A Mahadasha for those of you that are unfamiliar, is a planetary time period. And so we have our birth charts, but then we also have periods of time that we move through based on the planets. And so you may be moving through a K2 Mahadasha. And if that's the case, that means that K2 is receiving extra energy in your chart. The house that K2 is in is going to be activated. If you have the sun in your 10th house, and you are running your sun Mahadasha, your sun is activated, your 10th house is activated, things around your career are going to be very prominent during the span of time. Um, And it's going to be like opportunities are presenting themselves. You can choose to ignore them, but it's wasted energy. So it's good to learn about the Mahadashas and also channel your energy in the positive direction. That's why astrology is just so amazing, such an incredible tool. If you have Venus in your first house and you're running your Venus Mahadasha, it's going to be about fun and romance, discovering yourself. That would be a really fun time. If you have moon in your seventh house um, and you're running your moon Mahadasha, it's going to be all about relationships. There's going to be a lot about relationships during this time period. Seventh house is activated, moon is activated. 
Okay, so that's how mahadashas work. This is important if you're trying to conceive a child or seeing when an auspicious time to get pregnant would be. Um, divisional charts are when you look at the houses of a chart and zoom in. So divisional charts are really just zoom, zoomed in segments of your birth chart. A very good astrologer would be able to read your chart without necessarily needing divisional charts. Divisional charts can be very reinforcing and they can be a lot of fun. I really like divisional charts. I use them. I think that they're incredible. Um, if you do not have a program that uses divisional charts, you may want to invest in one or ask, get a reading from a Vedic astrologer and see if they can print those out for you. Let's see. The next thing that you want to know is your fifth house. You want to know the condition of your fifth house. You want to see the planets that are sitting in your fifth house, and you want to know where the ruler of your fifth house is. And so I'm going to be discussing rulership, aspects, and transits in this podcast. I have three different segments on each of those. So if you have not listened to my segment on transits, aspects, um, or house rulership, it would be a lot, it would be very helpful to pause the segment, go and listen, and then come back. Okay. The, the planet Jupiter is the karka of children. And so karka means indicator of Depending on where Jupiter is in your chart, it could be more or less beneficial for having children. If you have Jupiter in your fifth house, sometimes that can be too much of a, of a thing because if Jupiter represents children and you're putting it in the house, the fifth house, it represents creativity, personal expression, publishing, it could represent your intelligence, but the most creative venture of a lifetime is creating a child, according to Vedic astrology. So the fifth house represents children. When you put the Karka planet of children in the house of children, sometimes that can overexpose a chart. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you may find that having Jupiter in the fifth house are points against having a child. Now, everything that I'm going to talk about on this podcast, they are calculative measures you can add up. You can never really tell by just looking at one thing. You want to see multiple reinforcing indicators. I've seen a woman who had Jupiter debilitated in Capricorn in the fifth house, and she has a beautiful, bright child. Okay, so you always want to look at the chart holistically. That being said, please, as we continue, don't get your hopes up. Don't get devastated. You always want to have a seasoned astrologer looking at things before jumping to conclusions or um, being really upset. Okay, so please don't listen to this and think that you're never going to have children because that is just not, that may not be the case. Okay, so now we know that the fifth house represents children. Jupiter represents children. Jupiter in the fifth house is points against having children. But if you have a Jupiter aspect, that gives points to having children. And so remember, Jupiter has an aspect of five, seven, and nine. So that means if your Jupiter is placed in your first house, ninth house, or 11th house in your birth chart, you have a natural aspect of Jupiter on your fifth house, which is a really positive thing, whether you want children or not. 
but it does, it can bring happiness and fulfillment from young people. Jupiter gives opportunities, expansion, and growth, but it's also like joyful. So it could be that you have children. It could also be that you derive happiness from children. And so this is if Jupiter is sitting permanently in your first 11th or 9th house. Now, aspects, um, or excuse me, transits are also important to look at. So if Jupiter is transiting your fifth house, if Jupiter in the night sky is moving over your fifth house, that could also be an auspicious time to have children. So let's say Jupiter's been in the sign of Scorpio for the past several months, over a year. Jupiter was in the sign of Scorpio. And so for all of the Cancer Ascendants or Cancer Moons, it's been a time of creativity. I know women who started businesses. I started this podcast. Um, I'm a Cancer, for those of you that don't know. Um, It was a wonderful time for creativity and publishing and personal expression. It was also a wonderful time to have children. You may be listening to this and you're Cancer Ascendant or Cancer Moon and perhaps you're, you're pregnant now or you had a baby. Um, if you have Sagittarius in your fifth house, now Sagittarius has Jupiter transiting over it. So if you, um, if you have Sagittarius in your fifth house, now would be an excellent time for you to do a personal, um, project of self-creativity. This would also be a time to have children, but because of Jupiter's aspect, it doesn't only happen when Jupiter is transiting the fifth house. It could be an auspicious time to get pregnant when Jupiter is transiting the 11th house as well. It could also be when Jupiter is transiting the ninth house or the first house, as we were speaking about before. I have seen though, and especially when Jupiter is transiting the 11th house, this is pretty potent. Um, Though I do know two Scorpios who got pregnant when Jupiter was transiting their first house. So that also just goes to show when Jupiter is transiting the first house, it's aspecting your fifth house, giving that house energy that can also bring children. But the trick and reinforcer is to see where Jupiter is transiting and also the Mahadasha that you are running. So if you have a positively set up chart for children, Jupiter is transiting houses for one, 11, or nine. And let's say you're running Mars Mahadasha. You have Aries in your fifth house. You're running Mars, Jupiter, Mahadasha, and you have Jupiter's aspect on the fifth house. That's a very auspicious time to conceive or get pregnant. Okay, so you see how everything starts combining to tell a story and to make more sense. So you want to look at the Mahadasha. You definitely want to look at the transits. The transit is something that you don't need any fancy program to do. Um, and it's, it is very potent, okay? Um, let's see, what else? You do want to see the condition of your fifth house, which planets are sitting in your fifth house, if it's full of benefics or malefics. I think that that speaks for itself. But then you want to see where the ruler of the fifth house is. So is the fifth house ruler debilitated? 
But more importantly, because I've seen somebody with the fifth house ruler debilitated in the eighth house and they have wonderful kids. So you can take all the bad things and you're going to see it. Um, and so again, looking at everything holistically, but what I've seen to more so impact separation from children is looking at the fifth house ruler and seeing if it's with Rahu. If the fifth house ruler is with Rahu, it may not necessarily mean loss of a child or separation of a child directly. It could just mean trouble with the child. There may be a difficult relationship with children. It may be very difficult for you to conceive. You may have to go to a specialist and have them help you conceive. Um, It just could make trouble conceiving or having kids or the relationship with the child. There may be something off. If you have the the ruling planet of the fifth house in the 12th house, that can also show separation from children. And separation could mean the child moves to a foreign place. It could mean that you have a divorce and you lose some custody of the child. It could mean that your child has a distant personality and you feel some disconnect with your child. That would be in the 12th house. And I say it's in the 12th house because it's eight houses from the fifth house. And eight away, if you ever see eight houses away, that can be an indicator of loss or separation um, or quote unquote death. But it's not like a literal death. It's it's more of like a separation, okay? Um, and so that is something to watch for. This, that could also be the case if the fifth house ruler is in the fourth house. Fourth house could mean great happiness, right? It's the fourth house, but it's 12th, it's 12th houses away from the fifth house. So that could also show some sort of disconnect from your child. Maybe your child moves far away eventually, something to that effect. And so we were talking about Jupiter casting a glance and perhaps bringing a pregnancy, bringing a prosperity. Saturn does a little bit a little bit of a different thing. Saturn can bring children. I have seen this and we can talk about that in a second. But if Saturn is transiting, or excuse me, not transiting, if Saturn is in your third house, 11th house, or your eighth house, it's naturally casting a glance at your fifth house. And so that could mean a delay in having children. Maybe you have children later in life. It could mean that you choose to have children under very controlled circumstances. Okay. It does not necessarily mean you're never going to have children, but if Saturn is in your third, eighth or 11th house, it is casting a natural glance at your fifth house, which will bring more like control into your desire to have children. Not like getting pregnant on accident. It would be very much having children on your terms most of the time. Now I've known somebody recently They have their fifth house ruler in the fifth house with Rahu, which is something I was saying earlier could be a negative thing. Jupiter, or excuse me, Saturn was transiting their third house, which means Saturn was naturally aspecting their fifth house. But they were running Rahu Mahadasha. When Rahu Mahadasha is running, it activates Rahu, which is in their fifth house, activates the fifth house. It's conjunct with the fifth house ruler. Saturn was naturally casting a glance. They 
very purposefully chose to have a child during this time and they conceived. And so I don't know what the relationship is going to be like with the child. That's going to be interesting with the Rahu, but that shows how this energy can work. Okay. I'm trying to think of if I forgot anything. The divisional chart for children is the D7 chart. And so if you have access to divisional charts or you can have somebody send you a divisional chart, you'll look at your D7 chart and you want to see where your fifth house ruler is. So let's say your fifth house ruler is Jupiter. You have Pisces in your fifth house. You want to see where Jupiter is in your D7 chart and what condition it has. Is it in good condition? Is it in bad condition? Um, What aspects is it receiving? Things like that. Okay. Something else that's kind of fun, though, you have to look at the D7 chart and the birth chart. You have to look at the birth chart of both parents, D7 chart of both parents. But something that can be fun is you look at the fifth house. If it's a water sign or an earth sign, those are quote unquote feminine signs. Someone may be more apt to have girls. If the sign is masculine, air or fire, they may be more apt to have boys. And again, I've seen so many charts that do not prove this 100%. But you want to look at all four of the charts that I was just discussing to, to see how that would work. So I think that I covered everything. Um, yes. I'll give a few examples of fifth house rulership and where it's placed just so you can get a good idea of it. And so in Vedic astrology, we have this idea of bhavat bhavam, and that means house to house. And so if you want to see how things are going to play out for your children, you'll turn the fifth house as if it's your first house. And so let's say your fifth house ruler goes into the eighth house. It's like naturally you're like, oh my God, the eighth house, it's a Dastana house. It's bad. It's death. Duh. It's four houses away from the fifth house. So that could bring wealth from your child because it also means wealth from others. It means that your child could somehow bring you money. It could be that your child brings you a sense of happiness and security. If your fifth house ruler is in the first house, um, that's 10 houses away from itself. Let's see nine houses away from itself. That could also mean that you yourself have this sense of destiny with children. It could mean that you derive a sense of education from your children. Like you view children as your teachers. Um, It could be a part of your dharma. Like I was born to have children. It could also mean that you overly identify with your children because it is your first house. Um, If you have the fifth house ruler In the ninth house, it could mean that your child is highly creative. Your child loves to perform. Um, Your child brings out some creative aspect in yourself. If you have the fifth house ruler in the tenth house, that could mean that you have a sense of service with your child. It could also represent your child's health. So if you have benefic planets in your 10th house, that could mean that your child is very healthy because it's six houses away from your fifth house. So that represents your child's health. So you can start looking at charts this way as well. 
So hopefully this was helpful. I went on much longer than I expected. Um, this is Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. If you would like to influence the next segment, you can go to my Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast to set up, set up a reading. You can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, or email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening.